Hey, Moving Forward listeners, a quick disclaimer before you listen to this episode, which is part of the book writing miniseries that I recorded several years ago. The books I was a co-author on are no longer in print, and I have since permanently parted ways with my former co-author. As such, I have edited these episodes, removing as many mentions of the titles as possible. I'm also adding this disclaimer to minimize any confusion. The basic information contained within is still helpful, which is why I've decided to keep them on this podcast. I also encourage you to listen to episode 388 to learn more about the reasons behind my decision. Now that we've covered that, I hope you enjoy this series and find these episodes helpful. Thank you. Hey, John Lim here. We're moving forward with episode 230. Let's go ahead and jump right in. Part one. I normally don't talk a lot about my personal life, but I'm going to share an event that occurred recently and air out some thoughts. So uh, I've been single for the last couple of years and uh, I've been dating on and off for the last couple of months. And like many single people, I... I'm on dating apps to to try to meet people. And I connected with someone and we had a, a really nice, great chat and we seemed to have a really good rapport. And then, so I asked her out on a date and because uh, I'm the type of person where I believe if you connect on a, a dating app and you chat a little bit, you find like you're, you, you, you see a connection where you're gelling, where the conversation's good, then ask the person out on a date, set up a date because that's really what it's all about. Don't drag it out. And she enthusiastically accepted and we both seem equally excited. And um, so we scheduled a date and the day of, I got a late afternoon text and basically I'm going to paraphrase here. The text basically said, I'm so sorry, I've got a work dinner. And it was one of those texts that was kind of a half thought because she didn't actually say I need to cancel or let's reschedule. It was just it was just that. And I was a little taken aback and it was a, it was a little off-putting, I'll, I'll admit it too. But uh, of course, I, I, I don't know her. So I, had, I give the full benefit of the doubt. So I basically said, oh no, uh, I understand. Let's reschedule. And I suggested two dates, uh, you know, as, as possible uh, rescheduling dates. And long story short, I, I didn't hear back from her. And uh, I was you know, really kind of taken aback by it. And um, I got into a conversation with my friend Alyssa Carpenter. And, uh, you know, it was interesting because we, I, I, this is something I'm seeing more and more in dating is this is like conversations that kind of end abruptly or the person just disappears. And I've even had situations where I've scheduled a date and the person doesn't show up, you know, what they call ghosting. And fortunately, I haven't had anything like that happen too often, but it, this does happen a lot in, in conversations. And it's, it's kind of troubling to me. Uh, and we were talking about this, and it's interesting because Alyssa deals a lot with workplace communication. And in fact, she's got a great podcast called Humanize Your Workplace, which is also the basis of her upcoming book. And this is happening also in job interviews, and people are even ghosting jobs, just leaving and not giving any notice. And this is an extremely troubling trend, and it's just to me, it's very disturbing that it's becoming more and more a norm. And and I don't know, it's a lot bigger than this podcast. And uh, it just seems to me, and we both came to the same conclusion, we just need to start to remind ourselves that um, there's a person at the other end. And that, uh, you know, basic courtesy of communication, it's just something that we seem to be losing. And it's amazing with all this great technology we have that allows us to connect with people, we seem to be losing some of that interpersonal communication. There's also a lot more. I mean, if you're, there's more to the the dating story. If you want to read more about it, it's on the write-up. But for purposes of this podcast, I just kind of wanted to leave you with those thoughts. 
And if this is something that you've experienced, if this has happened to you, I'd love to hear about it, how you dealt with it, how you processed it, and what you think of all of this. All right, let's move into part two. Today, we're going to dive into the writer's toolkit, and I really want to focus on three tools. Let's talk about the first one, which I'm just going to recap briefly because I've talked about it over the last couple of weeks. For your audio draft, your first draft, if you're talking out that draft, use your phone. That's your best tool. Voice notes, voice recorder, voice apps. If you're writing it solo, that's what I recommend you use. Just build up a collection of audio recordings. If you are co-writing a book, I recommend Skype and record those conversations. Skype makes it really easy now. It has a native plugin or a button that you push to record those conversations. It'll save it as uh, audio files for you. So use your phone for those audio drafts. Once you're ready to move into the written draft, you can use a tool like Word or Google Docs or what I'm going to talk about now, Scrivener. It's a word processing platform. It was created by a book author, and there are a couple reasons why I really like it. Number one, it's very visual. As opposed to most word processors where you open it up, it's just a gigantic blank document with a blinking cursor. Scrivener allows you to actually take a visual approach. You can use folders. You can use note cards. You can organize them, organize your big ideas, your thoughts, very similar to the ideation process we talked about using a whiteboard a couple of weeks ago. You can do that on Scrivener. The other thing that this allows you to do is break down the writing into manageable chunks. So instead of one gigantic document, you can create many little documents within sections, within chapters, so that it aligns with your writing goals. So you can really make it a step-by-step process. Scrivener is also collaborative, so we were able to connect it through Dropbox. There was one limitation, which I'll talk about in just a couple of minutes. Uh, But I want to talk about the third big advantage of Scrivener. Even if you don't use it for your primary writing and drafting, it is a great self-publication tool. It's a platform that allows you to take your manuscript and prepare it for the right format and file for if you want to self-publish on something like Amazon's KDP platform. You can also publish it in other formats for other platforms like iBook or Nook. If you're interested in learning more, I have links to Scrivener on the write-up. The third tool that we used is tried and true, one you're probably very familiar with. You may be using it every day. It's Microsoft Word combined with OneDrive. Now, OneDrive is Microsoft's uh, cloud-based storage platform, and you can sign up for a free account and get, I think, like five gigs of storage, which is plenty for a book, Uh, and Word. OneDrive actually comes with a version of Word online, so if you want to use it just for hopping on and writing, it's actually great for that. But the reason why we used Word was because once we brought in our editor, Megan, we had three cooks in the kitchen. Now, we initially tried to edit the book on Scrivener. The The limitation is that only one person can be on there at a time. So that made it really cumbersome. It made it really difficult. Word allows you to have multiple people online, especially if you have the document housed in uh, OneDrive. You can access it through Word Online or your, your uh, individual Word applications on your computer as long as you're connected to OneDrive. Uh, So that allowed us all to be on the document at the same time. Plus, our editor was very hands-on. Megan really likes to edit uh, using highlighting, notes, and track changes. That was the big feature. So track changes allows you to see what kind of edits within the document, and then the other person can see those changes. They can accept them, reject them, or modify them. So it it just allows the real-time edit process. 
The one limitation with Word Online, the free version of Word, is that you cannot use track changes with it. You won't be able to see them. So you'll need a premium version of Word. You can either buy Microsoft Word 2019 or Office 2019. I think it's just a one-time fee for those. Or you can subscribe to Office 365 if you want a uh, ongoing subscription and it'll give you the updates for free. I have links to all of that on the write-up. Your homework for this week is to try out different writing platforms. I've covered several here. Try them out. There, There's also Google Docs. There's pages on Mac. There's so many of them. Try them. Find one that really works well for you and stick with it. The write-up for this episode is at bemovingforward.com. All right, part three, a book I want to highly recommend is Unexampled Courage, The Blinding of Sergeant Isaac Woodard by Richard Gurgle. I give it four and a half stars. This is an incredible um historical account of Isaac Woodward, Woodard, excuse me, Isaac Woodard. He was an African-American World War II veteran, and on his trip home, he was brutally beaten and blinded by a sheriff in a South Carolina uh, town at a bus stop, and the, the book is about how this event impacted two very unlikely individuals, Harry Truman and a South Carolina federal judge, Jay Wadey's Waring, and how you know, this impacted legal decisions, uh, political policies, and really was part of the larger civil rights movement that really just uh, exploded in the 1960s. What surprised me most was that I was not really aware of Sergeant Woodard's story or of Judge Waring. Uh, and I, I was a history major in college. I took courses on the 60s and in civil rights, and I went to law school, and I, I, I was very surprised that I was not as familiar with these individuals. I believe this book should be required reading in high school, colleges, and in law schools. I mean, and, and uh, Richard Gurgle, the author, is actually a federal judge. Uh, fantastic book. Uh, I will be back next week with another book. Have a great week and a great Memorial Day weekend, and always be moving forward.